If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from CoinCompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bitcoin Basics Podcast. We are on day 26 of our 30 days of Bitcoin. I am Ferris, co-hosting here with Gordon. Gordon, how are you doing? Where are you? I'm in the st- still the same location as I was five minutes ago at the beach in a uh, partial lockdown. How about you? I am still in the same location as well. So for those of you listening, we are doing about three podcasts in a row now. The date is the 26th of April. It is 7.51 UTC time. And proof of recording, the Bitcoin blockchain height is at 627,677. And the current price of Bitcoin, according to Bitstamp, is $7,548. So, Gordon, what is our question for this episode? Okay, let's play it. Uh, yeah, question. I've uh, my taxi driver in Cairo pays by Bitcoin. I pay him through my phone with Bitcoin. Is there any fee or any change exchange rate that goes on with a transaction like that? Okay, Faris. So, what happens when you're paying Bitcoin? to a taxi driver in Cairo. I quite like the details of this question where you're thinking of paying Bitcoin to a taxi driver in Cairo. Um, So in essence, yep, very simple. Um, So the question used the example of a mobile wallet. Um, So if you're traveling around the world, you can have Bitcoins on your phone. The cab driver, let's say he'd have a QR code on the dashboard of his taxi. You could send Bitcoins directly from your phone to him just by scanning that QR code. That simple, that quick. Um, he, the, and then the question relating to currency exchange and fees. So first of all, the fees. Now, this is what I love about Bitcoin and that other people tend to appreciate as well, is that you determine as the user, the person sending Bitcoins, how much fees you want to pay. If you want Bitcoins to get there very quickly, then you can pay a little bit more in fees. If you want to be economical, then you can just basically put in even zero fees if you want to, or there is a very, very small amount. And it just means it will take a bit longer for the Bitcoins to get there. So you actually have to user determine how many fees you want to pay. Um, With currency, so currency and Bitcoin only apply when you're buying your Bitcoins and then selling them, but not when you're transferring. So, for example, if I were to buy one Bitcoin today, that's 7,500 US. If I were to buy one Bitcoin in New Zealand dollars, would that be closer to about 11,000 New Zealand dollars? But once you're in the Bitcoin ecosystem, one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin regardless of where you go. So if you're you're paying for a taxi here in New Zealand, it might be 0.02 Bitcoins. A same length taxi drive in Egypt will be one-tenth of that, 0.0002 Bitcoins. So the Bitcoins don't change from your wallet to the recipient. There's no transaction, sorry, there's no currency exchange involved there because it's Bitcoin to Bitcoin. 
So completely disagree with that because the taxi ride is not priced in Bitcoin. The taxi ride is priced in the local currency and then converted to Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I, I know it's... semantics there. No, 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 it's not semantics because we don't have things priced in Bitcoin. So everything is priced in dollars or whatever the local currency is. And so something has to determine what that is. So I'm sure in reality, the taxi driver doesn't just look up the price of Bitcoin on Bitstamp and then convert it to Bitcoin. He probably uses some sort of service. He may use his Bitcoin wallet, whatever that is for the um, exchange rate. But he needs to use something, some reference, whether it's a Bitcoin exchange or a Bitcoin wallet to transfer it into Bitcoin. Or he could actually charge in... He could charge bitcoins per minute. He can do that. There's nothing preventing him from doing that. So, but I think the nature of the question was: if I bought my bitcoins in Australia, New Zealand, or America, and then I'm sending them to someone who is in a completely different currency, how is that affected? That that was the nature of the question. I think was: is there a currency exchange because I purchased my bitcoins from a wallet in New Zealand, and then I am sending them to someone in Egypt? That really, I think, was where the question was going, was, is there a currency exchange in that? Because there would be um, in from local currencies. So yeah, once you're in Bitcoin, you send Bitcoins to some other person. There's no other currency involved. It's only but when there is, he withdraws. There is a currency exchange involved, the local currency into Bitcoin. So for example, a hundred, uh, sorry, a $5 taxi ride today is in Bitcoin is going to be a different Bitcoin amount in another three months. So there is a currency exchange involved and the currency is US. No, I said Bitcoin. that. Yeah. No, I did say that. So I said it only involves when you're buying or selling Bitcoins, but not when you're transferring Bitcoins. So buying and selling Bitcoins, yes, but a transfer from one Bitcoin wallet to another, there's no other national currency involved in that. Yeah, um, the Bitcoin rate, also um, probably depends on uh, the taxi driver and what kind of service he's using, as I said before. So um, yeah, in, in terms of the fees as well, um, at the moment, the Bitcoin network um, is fairly fast and some Bitcoin wallets, as far as suggested, allow you to choose different fees. And I actually tried this out last week. I tried a wallet that enabled me to send either fast, medium or slow fees. And the fees were exactly the same. They're, uh, you know, whether you decided to do it fast or slow or whatnot. So, um, yeah. Um, bear in mind, I don't know if we're going down a rabbit hole here for us. We probably are. But um, remembering from our last episode, we looked at confirmations. Uh, Bitcoin can take up to 10 minutes for one confirmation. Mm -hmm. So potentially you may just miss that window of opportunity. And when you're paying the, the taxi driver, um, you may be, or he may be, or she may be waiting around. 10 minutes for that confirmation. Yeah, and again, it depends on the taxi driver. If you're doing it in front of them and they're watching you do it on your phone, the fact that they've seen that, they've seen the receipt pop up on your phone, that might be confirmation enough for them. They're not gonna to wanna to wait around when they actually can physically see you do it. I would do it. I would send a screenshot and then I'd reverse that transaction and I've got a free taxi ride. Yeah, the fact, yeah. See, a lot of people wouldn't know how to do that, so we've probably just shown them how. <laughs> All right, let's end on this note. Um, 
Bitcoin is great uh, when you compare it to settlement of other things like credit cards and bank wire transfers and stuff like that. I mean, confirming and settling in 10 minutes is amazing. Um, so we won't go down this rabbit hole, but you may want to have a look into what the Lightning Network is because Bitcoin transactions do take 10 minutes. So paying for stuff sort of instantaneously online, taxi cabs, a bar or bakery or whatever is kind of a bit of a pain, but Lightning is essentially this layer on top of Bitcoin that enables you essentially to transfer payment and use payments instantaneously. And I mean that literally like within one or two seconds, and it's pretty much the fastest payment network around. So if you yeah. think of a, um, even a credit card transaction for a merchant can take up to 30 days, sometimes 60 days because of chargebacks and all that kind of stuff. You think of something like Bitcoin or Lightning Network, you can settle a payment for a merchant within one to two seconds. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Cool. Thank you for that question. And um, yeah, we've only got a f four or five more days left until um, our 30 Days of Bitcoin series is over. Yeah, thanks again. And uh, we will see you in the next podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time.